Welcome to Second Act Podcast. Second Act, it's a continuation and yet an evolution. It's finding meaning, fulfillment and deep sense of purpose. Through these podcasts, I would like to invite people who experienced their second acts, found a bigger purpose for themselves and are ready to share their stories because we truly believe that learnings happen through conversations. So hello, today is an amazing guest with me who's decided to join from the US. I read about her in one of the magazines called Valiant CEO, who are actually capturing a lot of CEOs who are in startup communities, who are doing amazing work, who are doing different work. So thank you, Valiant. We will tag you in this podcast because that's how two of us have met. I got featured some time ago and now it is my pleasure to introduce Susie Pats. She's a very young, beautiful CEO and founder of an app called Love Out Loud. The name itself is so amazing, Love Out Loud. I mean, really. And Susie, welcome. And you will talk more about this application and about yourself. So welcome to Second Act Podcast. Thank you, Rachana. It is so good to be here. And I'm excited to talk to you today. It's going to be a good conversation. Beautiful. So tell me, Susie, to introduce you, how would you want to start yourself? Because this platform is very candid. It is as much as you want to talk about yourself, your work, your app. So where do you want to start? Start from where you think is most comfortable. Well, we can start with, I think, the foundation for why it is that I'm doing everything that I'm doing. That might be a good place to start. It actually started four years ago when I, I went out for a run before work and there was a young kid that was texting and driving and he hit me with his car. And so I cracked my skull and I suffered brain damage. Oh my goodness. Now, that was obviously a really, really tough recovery. I'm not sure. I know this isn't uh, me interviewing you and I don't know what you've been through in life, but tough things like that will change your perspective. You know, if if you're somebody who's been through something like cancer or any kind of life-threatening illness, you know what I'm talking about, um, or you know somebody that has. And so that kind of changed my perspective of what my life was about. And I pivoted. I was actually in the trading and investing education space and there was just as recognition if I wanted and I needed to do more with my life. So it was actually really funny. The reason for Love Out Loud, how that came to be was because I transitioned before the accident. I was this behind the desk. I managed a team of 150 people and, you know, and I, I liked that. I liked that my, like, I was emailing people that there wasn't that direct interaction that I, you know, I could kind of shut my door and get stuff done. And then after the accident, I was the exact opposite. I couldn't shut my door and get stuff done. I had to be out talking to people. So I became a speaker, a friend of the room speaker. And when I was doing an event one day, I was up in Los Angeles and I'd stay the night at a hotel before the event because it was in the morning. Okay. And I'm talking to the valet and he's getting my car and, you know, he's chatting with me and he's asking me about what sites I'd seen in LA. And, and I had to be like, Oh no, no, no. I didn't go see any sites. I'm here for an event. I only stayed for the one night. And then he, he looks at me and then he looks down at my luggage, which was this giant, huge suitcase. And then he, he looks back at me and he's like, are you smuggling a body? And <laughs> it just made me laugh. It made me laugh so hard. I was so nervous about that event. And so, you know, that totally lightened my mood. It lifted my nerves. I tipped him. I tipped him $20. And 
Yeah. And that surprised him and that made his day. And so in that moment, I realized that these tiny little things that we do every single day, how much of an impact that can have for each of us on our lives, right? That's kind of where the idea for Love Out Loud came from and, you know, how my shift happened. Wow, beautiful. But I also know and I read about um, your cancer before this. So these two episodes in your life, I'm sure have made you the person that you are. Um, so beautiful to know you and the love of the life that you've brought through your app, which is exclusively, it shows the kind of person you are and the kindness that you're bringing. All the best for that. But just um, mm-hmm. tell me, I mean, I'm just curious to know that uh, is it really, you know, especially during these times, I feel that um, only when the times are tough, the best comes out of you. Do you also feel that you are the person you are because of the tough times that you've gone through? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's one of the interesting things is that as I look back and understanding who I am now, I am grateful for the cancer. I am grateful for the brain damage because I think that when life is too easy, it's almost easy to miss what life is about. Like you were just saying, like with with the pandemic and all of us just now understanding like what's really important, those kind of things bring what's really important front and center. So yes, absolutely. I think that the hard times make us stronger. They make us better people and they help us focus on what life really is about. So what is your key takeaway from all that you've experienced in life? What, what are the mantras, as they say in India, what are the key mantras that you've learned through all these phases? Ah, there's so many. One is going to be that fear is only in our minds. It's something that we create after brain damage. I literally went through a period of, and this is, you know, the brain is healing. It's a very different thing than if you break your arm and, and, you know, and you put a cast on it, but you don't get to go back to normal right away. It was, it's still not quite normal, but how much we let, there was a period right after where there was literally no fear. I had no filter. I just said whatever was on my mind. And it was interesting, the power that I realized was in that. I'd always been somebody that kind of lived in a lot of fear and understanding that when you can share your voice and you say what's there for you and you aren't afraid of if somebody is going to receive it well or what they're going to think or if they like that idea, you just say it, you put it out there and you do. So much strength in that. So getting rid of the fear. Another one is, so after cancer, for me, it was breast cancer. And that's one of the things like when it comes to our bodies, I think it's a thing that we're so uncomfortable with and we're, and we're taught to, you know, kind of get uncomfortable with showing it. So of course, at first I'm going to the doctor's appointments and you're, you know, it's uncomfortable for people to be, you know, looking at you and examining you. And then after a while, I think when it happens so many times, it's just like, okay, this is normal, right? There's nothing to hide there. And I think that there's a lesson we can take from that. There's actually a couple. One is that anytime that you go out and do something at first, it's getting comfortable and you're in a position you've never been in before and you don't know what you're doing. But the more you continue to do that, the easier it is to get outside of that uncomfortability and it just becomes what is. Well, the learning. Yeah. At this young age, I would say, if, you know, there is so much that you've gone through and so much that you've learned. I'm sure the rest part of your life will be your second act. 
which is a higher purpose that you're living, isn't it? It is. And I love that. I love that. That's what this, this podcast is about. And that's what you're doing. Cause I think we all have those moments. It just happens for us at different times, but that moment when whatever it is in us shifts and we see life differently. And, and I love how you put it, but that it is your second act. And that's the meaning of this second act in itself. And, uh, you know, that's why I bring in people like you in these podcasts so that any story, any inspirational quotation, any book that we are referring to, any famous personality who said something or just ordinary people creating extraordinary stories. And uh, if that can change somebody's that one moment or shift them from inside, what more do we want, right? Absolutely. And I think that part of what it is, is people don't often see it as possible for them. I think when they see, you know, what they're doing in their life, they know that they want more out of life, but they don't really know what it is, or they don't feel like they can do it. I think being able to see other people out there doing it, actually like switching, like, I, I mean, my life changed kind of on a dime and, and hopefully that's not how other people's lives have to change, right? They don't have to get hit by a car <laughs> in order to find purpose, but maybe they can get inspiration from that to create that for themselves. I can feel the trauma and the pain that you must have gone through. How did you really pull yourself out of it? Oh my goodness. It was through a lot of things. Yeah. It was at the time after brain damage, everything hits you so much harder. Your mind is completely open. Most people, the neurologist that I spoke to explained it like in our mind, we have this gate And when our mind is in, you know, for most people going out throughout their day, the gate kind of is open a little bit and it only lets through the information that you need to see. Like if you're, you're driving, you see the things that are in front of you that you need to be able to see, to be able to drive. And for me, my gate was wide open. Everything was coming at me at once. So it was incredibly overwhelming everywhere, everything. And so I found a lot of solace in meditation I had a lot of support from the amazing people. And it sounds crazy. The amazing people that I worked with. um, Yeah. My, my boss and the company that I worked for, because there was a point when, I don't know if you're, you're, I'm going to guess you're probably like me when things happen, you're like, no, I'm not going to let this affect me. I'm just going to push through. I'm going to get everything done. You know, nothing can hold me down. And you can't do that with brain injury. It actually significantly tanked me. And I had to go to my boss and tell him like, Hey, I get this. And I do want to go all in and I want to get everything done, but I need to heal first. And so I don't know if, you know, I can work right now, what it is that I contribute and and that needs to be okay. So I might need to take a, a few months off. And he actually went to the owner of the company and told him, and the owner of company said, she can take off as much time as she needs. If she's only coming into work one day a month, that's okay. And we're going to continue to pay her her full salary. That's incredible. Uh, because yeah, that kind of support is the yeah. stuff that gets you through. Yeah. And uh, we are talking a lot about empathetic leadership. And this is such a great example. Because it's always people look at, okay, so what am I getting in ret- return? And when you know the bosses or the owners do something like this i'm sure that people who are working in those companies also become as empathetic and as understanding and as loving and as kind you know as the company cultures 
uh, is built by the owners and the um, bosses around, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. And if you think about it as an employee, you know, when somebody goes out of their way to do something like that for you, you level up what you're doing for them, right? It, it becomes this relationship where you feel heard and understood and you want to be able to bring whatever you can to them. You're going to talk about the company like I'm doing right now, right? And, and share that story with other people and recruit people that I think are great to work there. It's having leadership like that actually pays off uh, tenfold. Absolutely. So what is this app all about? Tell us more about what this app can do, uh, who can actually access this, what if I access it, what will I get from it? Tell us all about it. Okay, so the app right now is available in the App Store only. Android version is currently in progress. And it is the app, what it is designed specifically to do is to encourage people to do good every day okay. because here's what happens. And this is what my recognition was telling the story earlier about the valet and how, you know, he made me made day with off color comment and I made his day with the $20 bill. We see inspirational posts like on, on social media, or we see inspirational uh, videos and we all love them, right? That makes your heart swell, but we go throughout our days and we kind of put these blinders on. And, you know, we're just going in, okay, we've got to get to work. Okay. I've got to drive to do this. I've got to pick up my kids, whatever it is. And we forget the power we have in each moment. And so it actually started as that, as, as something that would send people little reminders throughout the day, you know, to smile at someone, hold the door open or just say, Hey, what have you done today? That was good. Don't forget. And then it evolved. And so now what it is, is for each person, as they post the simple good that they could do throughout the day. And by simple good, I think we miss all of the really, really good things that we do every day. If you get up in the morning and you meditate, that is so good for you, right? That is good for your mind. That is setting your day up for success. If you're getting up in the morning and you're working out, that's so good for you, right? If you're checking in with a friend, if you're, you know, eating a healthy lunch, right? All of these things that we do are so good for us. And yet we tend to dwell on the things that aren't, we, we dwell on the things we've done wrong. We dwell on the person, we, the call that we miss. And so this helps people to kind of stay present, to remember that they are doing so much good throughout the day. And it's amazing because uh, there's actually a girl that's been using it for about a month now. And she just messaged me saying, it's amazing the self-awareness that I have now as she's posting every day. But here's the best part, because each time somebody posts in the app, the good that they've done throughout the day, whether it was that you meditated or checked in with a friend, whatever it is, okay. each post that you make donates money to charity. Oh, okay. That's wonderful. Yeah. So not only that you're being kind to your own self, you're also creating an act of kindness as a community. So yeah, <laughs> it's good times too. Yes. Yeah. Um, and even better too, because if you're in the app, you don't have to donate any of your own money. That money comes from a pool that is outside of it by separate donors. Now you can also donate if you want to, right? Or you can just post good. You can just donate, right? It's, it's up to you how you want to do it. Or you can do both. You can donate and you post your good. So I wish you a success and much more of it through your app. You. Thank what? you. <laughs> yes. And so what else is Susie's second act coming? The next thing and the bigger goal, to be honest, is that 
I want to reinvent the education system. Wow. Um, Incredible. Yeah. <laughs> and I know it's a big lift. That was actually my first passion after brain injury of what I understood that I needed to do in this life. And that was just the feedback on that was, Hey, that's going to be pretty big. You might, you know, there's politics involved. There's people making money involved and there's a whole system involved. And I get that. But I think that at a young age, there's so much more that we need to be taught rather than, you know, history, mathematics, science. There's like, you were just talking about empathy, that empathetic leadership, the ability to understand, empathize what happens, you know, how do I handle something that happens that's hard in the U S at least the, the, the time this was coming to, that came to me, there were a lot of suicides. There were a lot of school shootings. And, you know, when we look at racism, it all ties back to the fact that these are people that don't know how to deal with what's going on for them. Right. They don't know how to handle, like if it's suicide or school shooting general situation, they don't know what to do with it. And so they handle it the way they learned how to handle it. And so by introducing that skill, that ability in school from a young age, I can just imagine the change that that could make in society as a whole. That's the next second act. That's, well, that'll be the third one after, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. after the app. Yeah, so there are various second acts and second doesn't mean the second time. It just means mm-hmm. that from the last act, what is your second act? So we have so many coming and I hear you. And, you know, it's so surprising that uh, I was just in my last podcast with somebody where I also mentioned this, that, you know, when I was talking to my son the last time, he's, of course, past university now, but I was sitting with him and I said, if you missed one thing in school in your education what was that and he said life skills and he says yes. <laughs> and he said somebody could have taught me how to handle adversity and uh, tough situations and uh, you know to build more resilience and to just you know build my own personality my communication skills i feel that i need to restart my education in a real sense and uh, what you're saying is i feel that you know, it's universally the world problem. It's not a country specific problem. Agreed. Agreed. Right. So, yeah. So I'm so excited when you say all this and, you know, my thoughts go as well to start something in schools because education really needs to start when we are really young, because um, I'm also doing a workshop on inclusion diversity, which is tomorrow. It's called Day to Wear Your Pink Boots. And this workshop only talks about how to be all inclusive because somewhere our unconscious biases, our limiting beliefs, and the way we actually put our words, actions, and thoughts in place, just create a non-inclusive environment, you know, and we don't even know, you know, so it's, it's just a workshop to create that awareness to say, how can we be all inclusive? And I'm also very happy that you do some work with the LGBT community as well. Talk a little bit more about that with us. Oh, yes, absolutely. I mean, I think that's part of the power of the app and what it is that we're creating is that I think that, and, and especially in the LGBTQ community, there's there are so many nonprofits. There are so many people out there trying to make change, trying to do good, trying to give back, but they're so unknown. And it was funny because one of the things that like my developer, how he had talked about you know, our app, about Love Out Loud was comparing it to like 
the app store for nonprofits, because if you're developing an app and you're a small person and you're trying to get it out there for the world to see, the majority of small little businesses without the app store would not have any visibility. They would just be, you know, this tiny little thing somewhere else that, you know, you'd have to do all the marketing for now with the app store, right? You can just search and you can find anything in any category. And that's kind of what we're bringing to the nonprofit space. So if you're this tiny, you know, LGBTQ community or LGBTQ nonprofit in say like Florida, right? People can now search and understand that, oh, okay, yeah, I want, look at, there's this, they're doing great stuff and they can find them that way. And so it just, it brings a lot of awareness um, to all of the little guys out there, all of the, the little kind of unseen people that are doing, that are out there doing good. Yeah. So I'm sure through your app, you're doing some great work. And I hope that through my workshop, we also create a little bit of awareness and yeah. it's just the starting point. And I'm sure that um, with little awareness will bring in a lot of change. Absolutely. And I love that. I'd love that you're doing the inclusion thing because that's so in line with what we're doing when you talk about business, because the, the app, what it also is, is a tool for businesses to be able to use that in their community. Because imagine a company that is, you know, has this strategy where they incorporate the app and now all of a sudden people in the company are actively focused and incentivized to do good things for each other, to recognize each other, go out of their way for each other. It's exactly what you're talking about, but being present to that and how do we help them do that? So how did you coin this name, Love Out Loud? Of course, I went through a lot of different names, trying to find something that talked about what it was that we were doing, but, you know, could also be kind of fun at the same time. So Love Out Loud to me is what it does. It's like people saying what's there for them, talking about the good stuff that they're doing and, you know, putting it out there, loving out loud. Then it also has the fun acronym of LOL. So we can shorten it and it's, it's not laugh out loud. It's love out loud for us. <laughs> no, it's a great name. And like you said, you know, it, the name has to do something to us. And that's what second act does to me. Every time I hear the name second act, it does really something to me and says, what's my second act? And so it keeps me making me more creative every day to just touch more people's lives with the second acts and know more about their second acts, like people like you. So I think yeah. it's, it's all in the name, as they say. <laughs> I know I absolutely agree I absolutely agree it's that reminder like what it is that you're doing and what it is that uh you know you're encouraging people to to look at to see about themselves I think it's brilliant so have you ever visited India Susie have I ever been to India yes no and I want to it was so funny somebody actually asked me that the other day it just seems like a magical culture and which it is <laughs> yeah. The Indian culture is kind of the heart of what we're doing. I mean, it, it is all about love. It is all about, you know, each other and connecting from that space. And it's hard because since I've never been there I, and I haven't been immersed in it, everything that I know is just based off of, you know, shows that I've seen or conversations that I've had, but not the real experience. What do you think is the most magnificent thing about Indian culture? I think the most fascinating thing about India is its diversity. And when I say diversity, it is also including people from so many various castes, creeds, religion, 
languages, states, culture, everything comes together. And in India, we say that every 30 kilometers that you travel, everything changes. The food changes, the way you dress up changes, the language changes, the way people are in their culture, it changes. So it's so diverse that you can see the difference every 30, 40 kilometers. So you oh. experience it, really. Uh, and I will not like to say much, but I can only say that when you come to India, you will see the love and the warmth in every uh, part of the country, from all the way from north to, to south. And you will experience beautiful, not only, of course, people, but also kinds of food that you will get, which you must have heard so much about already, I'm sure. Oh. I love Indian food. No, I, and I get that what I, the, the Indian food that I have here is probably Americanized to a degree, but the flavors are so good. And it's like, it's not like anything like that we make here. And that's kind of what I love about it. It's uh, to me, Indian food is delicious. So we will wait for your love to hit India soon. <laughs> yes, <laughs> definitely. I know it needs to be on one of the trips that comes up. To me, I listen. Like if something comes to me a couple of times, I I see that as the universe saying, Susie, you've got to do that. Absolutely. So this is a signal from universe. Yes. Yes, it is. This podcast is is a signal for you. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is. So let's love out loud, as they say. So thank you so much, really, Susie. This was a fantastic conversation. It's opened doors for me as well as you, I'm sure and to think more about our second acts. And uh, it's wonderful what you're doing and keep it up and bring in more. Thank you. Yes, I appreciate that. And, and you too. I can't wait to watch all the second acts on, on your posts. <laughs> Thanks, Susie. Thank you again. Bye-bye. Bye.